Cocaine. Know what I used to have for lunch? Cocaine. What did you have for dinner? Was it cocaine? Role models coming up next. I worked my magic on the judge. You're going to Sturdy Wings. They thought community service. We bring adults and children together. Would be the easy way out. What up, Ronnie? I don't want to take my pants off. What? But it's turning into... Ronnie, I'm black. You think I did it? I will hit a child. I've never done that before, but I will punch you in the face. Hard time. No, 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 no. What are you doing? (laughs) From Universal Pictures. We need your help. I am not here to service you. I'm here to service these young boys. Role models. They are. Starts November 7th. Lucas, what's happening, man? What's up, man? Hey, I can see you. We're doing this video style. Yeah, we're, we're, we're upgrading. Yeah, no more of this bush league bullshit. Oh no, we're, we're fucking still big league. leagues what now. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, we got a special guest with us today. Uh, the nine people that listen to us on a regular basis may remember him from our Back to the Future episode. Luke, what's happening, buddy? Hey guys, it's good to be back, and yeah. not for over two hours. Yeah. Yeah. We've taken bathroom breaks and everything now. We don't have to worry about that. Um, I was telling my wife earlier that uh, she has now surpassed you as our most popular episode with a guest. So I don't know. We got to make this one really, really, really good. Yeah. We'll spice it up and say, I'll get, I'll start peeling clothes off as we go along. Wait, this doesn't go out as video, does it? Thank God. Well, there is an option here where I can record video. (laughs) We'll be on YouTube for like five minutes. Yeah, people would be like, oh, man, I wonder what the brotatoes look like. Eh, never mind, we're good. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> well, I don't know. That guy wearing the wife beater is all right, but the guy wearing the sweatshirt, what a dog. Uh, I know you guys look all nice. I'm over here fucking slumming it up. I was showing Russ my uh, my chest hair. kind of looks like the Batman symbol. <laughs> Let's be real. You shaved it like that, didn't you, for this particular reason? Uh, just for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we decided to do uh, role models. Uh, when I text you guys about this, so I was a little shocked that uh, the two other choices I gave didn't win out. Uh, we went with Caddyshack, which uh, Lucas doesn't like, and then Happy Gilmore. So I role like models. Caddyshack. One. I just, I just don't. Oh, I think we froze up. Hmm. I think we froze. Really? Up. Yeah. Oh well, I we can, can have Adam. You. We can have Adam cut this out. Yeah, oh, you froze I up just... on me. Goddamn internet in the sticks, Lucas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was surprised that uh, Caddyshack and Happy Gilmore didn't get more love. I know Lucas said hey, uh, he hates movies that are made before uh, 1990. I, well, I'm sorry, I'm not old. All right. All right. All right we're going to bicker here. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, what was uh, the appeal to this uh, for this movie, you guys? Oh. Uh... No, not everybody jump at once. Yeah, Maybe okay. we'll just quit doing the video <laughs> well, shit now because it's not working already. Through, through this visual medium, I got the point while Lucas was taking a drink. So <laughs> I know that means me. Uh, You're on. I picked, I picked this movie because, you know, I I felt like Happy Gilmore and Caddyshack have kind of been done mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, we, we've all talked about those movies. And I, I don't know. I always felt like Role Models was kind of like this unsung uh, R-rated comedy. And uh, it, it's got a lot of roots in improv, which I really, really love. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of people I am very familiar with in small roles, big roles, things like that. So I just wanted to talk about improv comedy. That's it. Hey. All right. <laughs> Damn, he's already more prepared than us. Lucas, what about you, man? Uh, well, following that up, uh, I, guess, I guess ditto. He said everything in a much more professional way than I would have. Like, <laughs> I just think this movie's fucking hilarious. That's why, that's yeah, why it I is. picked it. Both very Agreed. valid points. Uh, when I was doing the research for this, uh, this, I think, is the last great uh, year for, like, comedies in, like that got theatrical releases. Uh, this movie came out, Pineapple Express, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Tropic Thunder, all out in 2008. Step Brothers also came out, too. That's, that's that's a fucking murderous row. Yeah, that's a good year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I don't like I just got down this rabbit hole where I started looking to see what came out after this, and like you might get one or two good ones, but like nothing like five or six, no way. Uh, well, yeah, I'm trying guys... to think of like some comedies since then. Really, I mean, like maybe Neighbors. Uh, that I I really like that one. 
Uh, Bridesmaids yeah, came out one. after that. That was a really good oh, one. I like Bridesmaids. Yeah, that's that's happening at some point. Um, but yeah, like I can't think of like more than one or two a year after this. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the human IMDb like you two are, so I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> like I said, I was going down a rabbit hole last night after I watched this, and I was just looking it up, and I, I couldn't find anything. And once I get in a rabbit hole, it's hard to pull me out. I'm not a QAnon guy, but just with movies and stuff. <laughs> Man's rights. Man's rights. <laughs> we're not a political podcast. We're not going down there tonight. This will be oh, the last sorry. episode we ever do. Um, but uh, it got me thinking, too, like uh, – they really don't make comedies for theatrical releases anymore. And it made me wonder, like, with now COVID, like, do you think this is going to kill, like, the theatrical comedy? Probably. I mean, well, I mean, COVID's kind of killed theatrical anything right now mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on the the eagerness of the, you know, public to get back to theaters. I think there's going to be a big rush once things start clearing up and we can start going to theaters comfortably but whether that holds or not it, it's time's gonna tell on that i'm excited to go back to movie theaters so <sighs> Me but too. i'm not rushing to do it until it's safe but yeah um yeah. we were actually gonna go to the movie last weekend just because like here in town like maybe two or three people go to a movie at once mm-hmm. so we were gonna try it but for some reason they moved the time of the movie we we're gonna see back so you know, having two kids, that's a little hard. Just like, oh, well, hey, you know, it's an hour later than what they originally said. We're just, we'll go later. So, I know it just kind of made yeah. me wonder. Like, I kind of see them going more towards, uh, you'll see like the superhero genre, maybe horror, since it's like does well and it's super cheap. Mm-hmm. But like, nothing like, I mean, they don't make comedies hardly anymore for theaters anyway. So, that's true. Yeah. It's going to, I mean, everything's really gone to Netflix with- now and like streaming. Yeah. Like, why do an yeah. hour and a half movie when you just do like a, like a seven or eight episode Netflix series? You know. Yeah, that's true. Especially with like the mid budget movies, like mm-hmm. not like low budget horror or like the big budget ones that are gonna make like eight hundred million dollars. It's the ones that you know they make for like forty million dollars that might make fifty or sixty million dollars. Yeah. Those are the ones that are probably gonna be like, well, we could just sell it to Netflix for thirty five and you know save the advertising cost and break even or make a little bit but yeah like i i watched uh palm springs recently and that was a great movie and like that would have like got killed in theaters mm-hmm. it just would have like fell behind like black widow and the new fast and furious and everything which yeah, is very sad I, I actually i just watched the uh, uh uh new wrong turn movie on a whim because i'm nuts about them because they're terrible mm-hmm. but i watched the new one that just came <laughs> out and I was like, oh, shit, this is actually kind of good. Like, it was kind of a good movie, but it would have gotten absolutely destroyed. Like, it never would have made it. it. It wouldn't even, for a horror movie, made its money back, probably. Maybe on the name, but it was like, oh, they just kind of retooled the whole thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's uh, like the rental that just came out over uh, last pandemic. Like, that would have never gotten any kind of theatrical play at all, which actually it was like a drive-in movie. It actually turned out to be really good if you Dave Franco directed it. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, check it out. It's pretty good. I like Dave Franco. Who doesn't? Lucas, are you still with us, man? <laughs> I'm just hey, I'm just enjoying. I'm sitting back and enjoying this. <laughs> you know, I don't get to see you guys all the time, so this is great. <laughs> it's a little shop talk. Yeah. Well, see, that's if anything comes out of this show, it's like I can bring friends back together virtually. So, and we all talk about movies. Yeah. Um, well, now I guess we'll segue into uh, Luke. Are you you're familiar with the tale of the tape, right? Where I kind of break down the stats of the movie real quick. I am. All right. Well, we're going to segue into the tale of the tape. Uh, released November the seventh, two thousand and eight. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score seventy seven percent. Audience score seventy four. I figured it's actually kind of high for a comedy, isn't it? Seventy seven. Yeah, it was actually really well reviewed. Uh, I'm a little shocked by the seventy four percent. Like, I don't know anybody that doesn't like this movie. 74 is a little low. I was expecting to see like 86. Yeah. And I came up with that number. I did a math equation. I was expecting exactly 86%. <laughs> Man, this is uh, back-to-back episodes with math equations. 
Well, I don't have a whiteboard. <laughs> I could have just done the, like the formula right here, but I don't have a whiteboard. Oh, um, I got one of those. Yeah, see? Get on the math, son. <laughs> um, box office, uh, $92 million worldwide, including 67 here in the States. Uh, stars Paul Rudd, Sean William Scott, Elizabeth Banks, Jane Lynch, uh, Christopher Mintz Plossy. Sure, sure, why not? And Bobby Thompson. <laughs> And uh, directed by Paul Wayne, who actually Luke turned me on to a movie of his, uh, Wet Hot American Summer. He did that, right? Uh, you mean David Wayne? Paul, what the f- My fucking notes. That's what happens <laughs> when I drink doing these. Sorry, guys. Oh, God. David oh, Wayne. Oh, man. Have I, have I kicked off the podcast now for correcting you? Yeah, <laughs> no, actually. Stop, it. <laughs> stop, stop bringing facts to this factual podcast. <laughs> no, actually, it's probably going to just be a running shtick. Like, I'll fuck something up in every episode, and it's like, I get called out on it. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I'm going to call you out on mistakes when I'm sitting here like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's Well, we'll just right. do it when we got the ringers. Like, we get, like, Luke and then producer Adam. Like, those are our yeah. ringer <laughs> guests. So. Yeah. I was willing to let it go. I was like, oh, oh damn, he's got a brother and he directed this? Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, an identical twin brother. Which uh, he actually is the guy playing the guitar in the camping scene, too. Oh, yes, he is. He has possibly my favorite line in the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Well, hey, that's coming up later. I know. It's in my notes. Oh, Oh, you professionals. You professionals. (laughs) Oh, that's a possible T-shirt idea. We've got the Rotato Tot, and now we've got the professionals. Send it over to our T-shirt people. Whenever we get t-shirt people. I'll get on it one of these days, I promise. All right. That's Lucas's department is marketing. <laughs> That's why we have a very small but devoted audience. Um, well, uh, now we've gotten to uh, through that, and I've managed to only fuck up one thing. Uh, we'll go into research <laughs> corner. So, Luke, you care to check me on these? <laughs> All right. Hold I'll on, teach me not to drink anymore when I, I do I, this. I don't have a pen, but I'll, I'll just make a mental note. Okay. Uh, this movie was originally... Well, first off, uh, this is the William Somerset Research Corner. Uh, do you know why we call it the William Somerset Research Corner? I don't think I do. Uh, you've seen Seven, right? I have. You know the scene where Morgan Freeman's character, William Somerset, is researching the Seven Deadly Sins? And it's All in right. the library. The guards are playing cards. You have the classical music playing in the background. That's the kind of research re- we do on this show. Yeah, you really painted the picture. I get it now. <laughs> oh, it's vivid <laughs> as fuck. Um, originally, this movie was called Big Brothers. Eh. I think role they models. They should have just called it Bigs, like they call them in the movie. Well, I don't know, though. You'll probably get somebody that will confuse it with a Tom Hanks movie. It's like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. like I. <laughs> this is a lot different than that This movie. is a little different than I remember. Where's the giant piano and Robert Loggia? Um, the song Love Take Me Down to the Streets is not an actual Wings song, which is fucking disappointing. <laughs> are, are we that's, sure? That's like the best gag. That is my favorite gag of the whole movie. <laughs> you know, like when I first got Spotify, I looked that song up to see if it was legit. I went through the entire <laughs> Wings catalog trying to find that song. I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck? And then turns out it's not real. The you know, fact I, that they, they got a sound alike to play at the end kills me. I, it's a great payoff. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I don't think I've ever heard a Wings song at all. Anyway, it sounds ex- Wings sounds exactly like that song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Paul McCartney's it's, band. Um, the Sturdy Wings logo is virtually identical to the cover of the Wings album Wingspan. Hits in history. Cool. Uh, most of the lines in this movie are improvised. The film underwent constant rewrites during filming, but had to stop during the writer strike of 2007. Oh. Stupid strike. Uh, this fun fact I thought was really cool. Uh, the diner Danny visits in the movie is the same diner used in the final scene of Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I wonder if he found the bad motherfucker wallet in there. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what's this? Bad motherfucker. All right. Uh, Lucas, do you have any... Well, never mind. We know you don't take notes. Uh, Luke, do you have anything that you were doing in research? 
Uh, no, I actually, I laid off the research because I, I was like that this is Russ's and Lucas's show. So I, you know, I'm just, I'm just here for the fun, not the work. <laughs> uh, you can see how professional I am and how yeah, you much research and effort I put into this. Yeah. You could have, uh, easily done some research cause I'm tired of carrying fucking Lucas on this. You should be. Oh. My back hurts. I'll remember that for next time. <laughs> My back is killing me because of this. All right. Well, I guess that's a good uh, way to segue into uh, the best scene of the movie. Um, I don't know. I had a fucking hell of a time trying to pinpoint this. Um, I I picked five. Uh, they're kind of extended, so they're not really scenes. They're more like segments. Um, feel free to add in after I'm done. Uh, but my nominees, uh, the intro to Augie and Ronnie uh, when they go to Sturdy Wings, which that's uh, got the classic uh, Ronnie where it, what does he say to, to Wheeler about grabbing his dick? <laughs> <laughs> he says something about uh, this motherfucker just trying to grab my hang me down or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think he says hang down or something. Hang like down, that. yeah. <laughs> and that's also the uh, the picture that could be the cover art for this episode, uh, Ronnie drawing the uh, picture of Beyonce pouring sugar all over his dick. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Apparently, he thinks Beyonce has a sweet tooth. <laughs> and Ronnie's the kid that, like, I want to know, but I don't want my son to be. <laughs> mm. <laughs> if he was somebody else's kid, I would love to hang out with him, but I would be petrified if that was my son. Yeah, he's like the kid that you want to bump into on, like, that lives on your street, but you don't want to talk to him for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being one of those things where he ends up like fucking with shit in my house, where he like he's the kid that eggs mm-hmm. my house, or he's the one that like lights dog shit on my front porch. Mm-hmm. Or like in the movie, he fucking steals your car. I so- honestly wouldn't be too upset with that. I mean, like, I just get a new car. Like, hey, some kid stole my car. <laughs> That could just end up got being a new car. What's wrong with your car? Well, you know, I could always go for a new one. Um, I went with uh, Wheeler introduces Ronnie to Kiss, where he talks about Love Gun and how uh, <laughs> Jewish guys are ugly, but they still get laid all the time. That's fucking awesome. That's probably how I explain Kiss to my son. You could also explain that Kiss sucks. Just well, all right, out there. all right. I'm just going to mute you the rest of the show, Lucas. You didn't come prepared. You're saying Kiss sucks. You didn't do hey, anything with that whiteboard it. in the background. I, hey, listen. That's the most heinous it, crime I, of all. Is You did nothing with that whiteboard. I have Des and Troy up there. I right? don't know who they are. It's from uh, Thor. Ragnarok. Ooh. Where he's got those two guns. Very topical. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Like You've got something about Thor Ragnarok on a role models episode? Yes. C-list show, guys. C-list show. Um, the next scene I have is the uh, camping trip. That's fucking probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Uh, it's got a lot of great Martin stuff. The really... I love Martin. I do, too. He's taking a shit in that bucket. <laughs> yeah, he gives me the fucking creeps. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he takes a shit in the bucket, and uh, it's got the, uh, the wheeler just passing out on Ambien. Uh, the uh, Ronnie stomping all over the tent and he blames him because he did it. That line's fucking great. Um, the hangout montage with Mr. Blue Sky from EOLO. I think that's a fucking great scene. And then the last one is the Lair Battle Royal at the end with Kiss My oh, yeah. Those would be my five nominees. Uh, Lucas, what do you have? Uh, I really like when there are when um they're trying when it's uh sorry i just watched this today uh it's been a while so i was i was actually watching it at work so um of course that's what you do at work at least where we work yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, um where they go in and they try to convince the king to let augie back in i think that's a great scene when they're in the the at the burger burger hole hole. (laughs) yeah the burger hole kid junk such a fucking (laughs) slimy piece of shit i love it (laughs) Also, the the uh, scene where they're going around to all the schools trying to sell them those energy drinks is hilarious. Oh yeah, where they're pissing green, like they yeah. fucking got <laughs> exposed to gamma rays. 
<laughs> don't do drugs. This shit is poison. Lucas, do you have that on the whiteboard since it's a Marvel whiteboard? I should. Okay. Uh, Luke, do you have any extra nominees you want to add to this? I just have one because I did write down that final battle scene because I just love that it was filmed like an actual battle scene. Like it cracked me up. And uh, the only other thing I wrote down for one of my favorite scenes was the uh, the the intro to uh, Sturdy Wings and Jane Lynch where she showed that video and she starred (laughs) in her her own reenactment of her life. I lost it. I I forgot all about that part, but I really amazing. I really considered that one. Uh, I really considered that. I, for me, like, I think it has to be the camping trip. That's my favorite scene. It's probably got the most like, laugh out loud gags and it's really good like the whole like from start to finish it just doesn't stop and i, I really like it too mm. yeah uh, or the the battle scene i love the battle yeah scene. yeah i do love that line in the battle scene where uh when augie's giving the fucking speech and the wheeler just like man this kid gets you jacked up i don't, i laugh every time it's like nothing super awesome but just cracks me up uh speaking of lines uh we'll segue now into the uh, the best quote of the movie. We do have a name for this one, uh, Luke. Do you know what we uh, have called this category? Uh, you know, I didn't write it down. I just wrote, I just wrote down best quote. So <laughs> this is uh, the King Kong ain't got shit on me. Best quote of the movie, named after Lucas and I, one of our favorite actors, Denzel Washington, in his tour de force performance in Training Day. Uh, yes, which is happening at some point soon. Actually, I when that movie came out, I wanted to be a crooked L.A. policeman, but it never happened. I mean, I don't it, know what's stopping you. It looks like it pays off. <laughs> well, it doesn't for unless, him unless you fuck with the Russians. Well, I mean, if you hang out in like the middle of the movie, it like really pays. Okay, off. then like, hey, you know what, guys, I'm done. Like, I'm just gonna continue yeah, my podcast. I got enough, out. I've got enough cash now. I'm just gonna continue this podcast. Um, my favorite quotes. I have five. Feel free to chime in with yours after. We're done here. Um, no, I like to rock and roll part of the day. I usually have errands. I can only rock from like one to three. And you know, every time I hear that, I think of you saying something like that to somebody. That's a, like, I get to see Luke saying that. <laughs> Just part of every, yeah, like I have structured fun time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I've got, like for me, I got kids. I have groceries. I have to work. Like I can squeeze rock and roll in there for a little bit. Um, second line. You know what I had for breakfast? Cocaine. You know what I had for lunch? Cocaine. What did you have for dinner? Says Wheeler. Was it cocaine? Danny. I love that. Um, then I have uh, Ronnie telling uh, Danny, you white, then you Ben Affleck, which that really rings home to me because I've been called mm-hmm. Ben Affleck before at a McDonald's. <laughs> so... <laughs> On a personal level, that'd be my favorite one. But, um, I, what's that? Uh, the actor's name, Joe Lo Trufio. Did I say that right? I'm like that. I, I put a question mark when I wrote his name down because I never ever had to say it. You know what? Like I <laughs> fucked up once already. Like we'll we'll just keep going here. Uh, I like it when uh, they get ready to battle at the end, and he says, uh, "Let us gingerly touch our tips." <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a little bit of the alcohol talking last night, but I still crack up. <laughs> and then um, yeah, that's pretty fucking funny. my last one is from uh, Gail. I'm the coach. I'm the coach and I'm the point guard. I'm the two forwards, <laughs> the center, and I'm the other guard. I'm the entire the organization. <laughs> the way she sets the other guard cracked me up. <laughs> she has so many that you couldn't pick just one. But No, it's just Jane Lynch. <laughs> she really did shine in this movie. I actually... I wanted to create a special category for just so I can talk more about her, but uh, we'll I guess we'll segue into her here in a, a minute. Um, Lucas, you have anything? Yeah, uh, where they uh, where they first get dropped off, and Augie is showing Danny um, LARPing, and uh, he looks at uh, he looks at uh, Ronnie. Um, and he's like, pick us up in two hours. And Ronnie goes, fuck you, Miss Daisy. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I fucking lost it. I was sitting at work and just I was watching that and I was just cracking up. Oh, uh, when they're watching the video and uh, we were like, we're not gonna butt fuck these kids. <laughs> I actually I've taken that uh, that method to heart. Like I will never hug somebody from the back after I've seen this movie. Oh god, it's so creepy. Yeah, it's like like if nope, if you want a hug, you better bring it in. Let us gingerly touch tips as we hug. Yes. <laughs> All right, Luke, what do you have, man? I've only got two, and one one's pretty obvious. The uh, love take me down to the streets. I mean, it's like yeah. the creed of this entire movie. And every time it comes, that whole first interaction where he's like, I don't think that's wings. He's like, I don't know. I, I think it is. <laughs> is is great. And the other is what I referenced earlier with uh, uh, David Wayne or Paul Wayne. and um, Mike Wayne, Rick <laughs> Wayne, Bruce Wayne. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Wayne. Where uh, it's, it's when uh, Wheeler is passed out naked. And he just goes, no, we just got a classic case of <laughs> guy on the ground. <laughs> I, I say that in my daily life. <laughs> a lot. I've got a classic case of guy on the ground. <laughs> I, I have one that I would. It kind of made the cut, but it didn't. Was when uh, Martin asked Gail out for dinner. He goes, "There's this really nice spaghetti uh, restaurant down the road," and she says something about, uh, "Are you trying to get pussy or something like that?" And he goes, "Well, yeah, I was hoping it'd lead to some pussy." <laughs> 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 He's totally out of left field for him. Yeah. Really he's, helped me give me some pussy. He's low-key one of my favorite people in that entire movie. No, oh, he's great. <laughs> when he pops up, you know it's going to be amazing. He actually, uh, we, uh, it's a fairly new category here on the show is the, uh, I once knew a girl on Gordon Street. I know that one. Yeah. Uh, best, uh, performance by like a a bit player i kind of wanted to change this to the mclovin award but i got shot down so i I didn't shoot you down i just feel like no you said i've got the the text message here i got the text message here that says if you change it to that i fucking quit well he's got the receipts lucas so Uh, i'm screwed now (laughs) yeah they told me to just deal with it um well, the uh, I once knew a uh, girl on Gordon Street for the best uh, bit performer. Um, uh, is his name A- A.D. Miles? Ad Miles? I'm going to say it's I A.D. Wrote, yeah, I just wrote Martin question mark. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I try to be somewhat, you know, knowledgeable on here. So uh, we're just going to call him Ad Miles. Uh, he's Gary. Perfect. Then uh, Ken, Ken Jong as King... Argatron, and then uh, Joe La Truflio as Kuzik. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Those are my three nominees. Uh, well, you could also throw a. Uh, There's a Jane lot of Lynch in there. Well, no, see, I think Jane Lynch is on the in the movie too much. I mean, think she's so? she's pretty much like the the fourth lead in this. I think. Well, maybe well, the sh- kids, but well, shit, I'm out. Just go back to your whiteboard. Just let Luke and I handle the rest of the <laughs> You guys no, got I this. Think... I'm going to sit here and chill and just make money when this makes money. Right. I think we were probably all just trying to avoid Jane Lynch because she was such a, you know, while she wasn't, she was probably in a total of 15 minutes of this movie, she's a very big player. So. All right. Know. Well, before we award the I Once Knew a Girl on Gord Street, we'll just get it out of the way. Let's talk about Jane Lynch for a minute. Um <laughs> I think she she pretty much steals the movie from everybody. Right, wrong. I think you're right. I, yeah, it's hard to I argue. Tr- I tried to work around her a little bit and be like, oh, who is who jumps out more than Jane Lynch here as like a secondary player? And mm. now nah, I I think she I think she overshadows some of the main players, <laughs> even. Yeah, like that's why I wanted to create the McLovin Award for like the secondary player, not like not the leads. I think we yeah. would, we'll just make that happen. I'm 
calling a, uh, a mulligan on this or a veto or a, an audible. That's that's what I'm looking for, an audible. I mean, here's the thing. It's your show. Do what the fuck you want. Can I get that in a text message, please, so I got proof? I, I, I got you right here. <clears throat> Hold so on you don't, a minute. So you yeah. don't try to sue me later on <laughs> when we eventually break up because all good teams do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, I think like because didn't – was Glee on before – this movie came out or did Glee come out after this movie? Cause I want to say it came out after. And I think she got Glee because of this. I, I don't remember because I, mm, I think she, I'm a little fuzzy on the years. Cause I think that's why she left party down was because Glee started. And that's why they brought Megan Mullally in for the second season of that show. Okay, so Role Models came out in 2008. Which we've established, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and Glee came out in... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Glee came out in 2009. Okay. Oh, so yeah. I'm off base. Unless my uh, party down knowledge is bad, which it could be. That's a great show. I didn't discover it till much later, but... Yeah, coming I, back for a limited series, apparently, I just read. I did see that. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, but yeah, I, I think that... Because I'd never really seen her in anything. Because I came in the party down much later than mm-hmm. you, but I had never really seen her in anything until this movie had come out. And like, she was just fucking rocks the shitness. And then, like, yeah, next thing you know, she's pretty much they sold Glee around her character. I think I never watched Glee, but like every time I seen an ad for it, it's always she was in the promos. Yeah, I think she was the big get for Glee. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I just to me she has like the best lines. And I don't know, like I just love batshit crazy like people that try to help on it like other people. Like she has no business doing this, really. I mean, she's fucking unhinged, but and that, it's kind of like my wheelhouse. Like I love despicable people. Mm-hmm. So Lucas, what was the draw to you with Jane Lynch? Uh just like you said she's unhinged and she's just like She's obviously like on drugs the whole time. She's like, you know, stay away from drugs, help kids. She's talking about blowing a judge fucking <laughs> in the back alley. Well, no, she says at the end, she says that she can get him out of jail because her and the judge had a special relationship that she used to suck his dick for drugs. <laughs> so everybody needs a, a a judge drug dealer. I'm assuming. Yeah, and then like she even has that line where she's talking about like taking a phone off the hook. And then, like, just doing lines of self-doubt or self-regret. <laughs> yeah. And then she actually knocks the phone off the hook. And then you hear, like, <laughs> she has to, like, set it down twice. I don't know. Just cracks me up. But, yeah, like, I don't think anybody <clears> – <throat> and we'll get to that uh, when we get to who wins the movie. I mean, she's a definite contender for sure. But, uh, Lucas, do you have any nominees for the I Once Knew a Girl on Gordon Street award? Uh, no, actually, uh, I think you covered them all. Um, um, I mean, I for me, the winner is, is definitely Martin, though. Well, I, I wanted to nominate, who's the big guy that's like uh, Ken Jeong's, like, I guess his uh, muscle? That guy's in a lot of stuff, too. He's the guy that has that awesome line in uh, Step Brothers. He goes, play something from The Stranger at the Kytalina uh, yeah. Wine Mixer. And he's the doctor and the hangover. Like you've seen that guy in yeah. a ton of shit, but I just don't know his name. Yeah, I forget his name too. But yeah, he was uh he's uh if it, it was the same person that you're talking about, he's an upright citizens brigade guy. Uh, uh his name is Matt Walsh. Yes, Matt Walsh. That is who it is. Doesn't yeah. look like a Matt Walsh to me. Like I expected like something like Thor or Sven, you know, like some big yeah. Swedish his, name. His character in the movie is Davith of Glenn Kraken. <laughs> okay, that makes just, sense. Him in that final battle cracks me up. I was like, it's fun, right? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, send me your email. Uh, then, like, I know, uh, what's the girl's name from Reno 911? Carrie. Oh, Carrie Kinney. Yeah, she's in this. Uh, what's the name? Ken Martino? Or Ken Marino? Uh, Ken Marino. Yep. Okay. I, I always. I know it's Marino because, like, I wonder if he's related to Dan. But then, like, yeah. I always fuck it up and say Martino. He's another one of those bit players. Uh, do you have a, a nom- need for this category? or? 
Um, you've already touched on mine too. I think it's you both have. It's you know the guy who played Martin. We both touched you. Yeah, we both touched. We all gently touched tips. Of course, and, yes. Uh, Let us touch tips. Gently. Or uh, I, I love uh, Jolo Trulio in this in this movie. I love him in everything. Like all these uh, improv guys from like the state, mm-hmm. which was like uh, Carrie Kenny, um, Ken Marino, um, and uh, Jolo Trulio. I love them all, but when he, I love when Paul Rudd is saying his name's Lunesta because he puts his enemies to sleep on the battlefield. He goes, ha, yes, to sleep, a chance to dream. Cracks me up. I still say sometimes uh, when he goes, uh, good morrow, good morrow. I use that in my everyday lexicon. Um, I don't know, man. Like you made a compelling case for uh, Kuzik, but I'm still going with uh, Gary too. Like just, he's that fucking creepy guy that tries. He's just too nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, all right, dude. Like, come on. Well, I mean, his ultimate goal in this was just to get some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, if you weren't taken, I would say you start using that line. Just, just throw yeah. it out there. Yeah. How do you think I got her pregnant? Mm. Well, <laughs> wasn't expecting right, that guys. one. By I'll the way, Joe, Joe Lo Trulio, um, I loved him in, uh, what is it? Um, I Love You Man, where, he's, where he takes him to that soccer game. He's like, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. I remember I him that from, all the time. I remember him from Superbad, another movie that Lucas hates. But uh, he's pretty awesome in that, too. Oh, man. I don't hate it as much as I used to. Okay, cool. See, look, everybody hyped that movie up really hard, and then I watched it, and I was like, I mean, it was good. Man, that was like the first movie I was. I remember being like in the aisle laughing at. Like it was, man. I don't know. That movie changed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke changed, goes, man. Luke goes to high school parties all the time. No, that, that scene Gold, where he's, he's just talking about drawn dicks, and I was. <laughs> It was over. Like I think my I think my chest partially collapsed. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Man, I really need some gold slick right now. <laughs> yeah, it's got bits of gold in it. <laughs> well, that that uh, episode's going to happen at some point. Maybe doing that one with somebody else besides Lucas. <laughs> Say without Lucas. <laughs> if you could see me now, the look of disgust in his face just. He's probably just Man, I've been sh- listen, I've been voted off this podcast four times in this episode. I'm not happy about it, all right? I thought it was one of the categories. <laughs> How quickly can we get it? Oh off? shit. Should we vote Lucas off the show? I've actually got this in the notes. <laughs> oh good clean fun. Um all right. Well the uh, last category I have is uh who wins the movie for you guys? I'll let uh, our guest go first since I've been hogging up the time. <laughs> uh, as much as I tried to tap dance around it, uh, it's got to be Jane Lynch. Like every time she popped up, either out of nowhere or as part of a scene, like she just stole it. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, she it's Jane Lynch for me. Uh, you got any other nominees before you... Uh... Crown your winner. Uh, you know, I'm gonna get on a soapbox here because I don't. I think this breaks the category a little bit, but man, people don't give Sean William Scott enough credit. I know he's like co-lead of this movie, but the I think the dude got he got shoehorned with Stifler mm-hmm. and he got typecast. But the the guy's funny, and I really wish he was getting more work. Like I, th- I think he's a really he had, I think he had the best arc of the movie, like the entire movie, like mm-hmm. from point A to point B, and you know I he, he's not a bit player, but no. I think he I, I really think that he deserves a, a lot of credit. Like right. he kind of, I think he kind of carried this movie because Paul Rudd, I love Paul Rudd. 
he but he was Paul Rudd. I mean, he was mm. Paul Rudd in the he's been Paul Rudd in all these movies. See, that's and where I, I was going to disagree with you. I was going to say I thought Paul Rudd was really good in this. I thought oh, no. like, him being just like a grumpy asshole reminds me a lot of myself. Yeah, and I'm not trying to I'm not besmirching Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. Like the the man's a saint. And but man, yeah, I just I just feel like uh, Sean William Scott doesn't get the credit he deserves. But anyway, my answer is Jane Lynch. And <laughs> <laughs> fuck those other just guys. To, just to bring it all in. I just don't want them to feel left out. But fuck yeah, them, I just wanted to say something nice about Stifler. <laughs> yeah, like well, if anything, uh, we have a thing uh, here where we uh, we've offered to send uh, edible arrangements to people that we diss on this show. So if he's listening, you know, we'll get his address. You can send him like an edible arrangement of like chocolate covered fruit. Oh, great. I'm sure he'd love it. Yeah, I'm sure he would. He looks like the kind of guy. Like, this thing's delightful. Uh, Lucas, what about you, man? Well, uh, I mean, I know this is, you know, we're supposed to maybe argue about this, but it's Jane Lynch. Now, <laughs> I I really did like uh, Ken Jong in this movie a lot. I thought he was fucking hilarious as the king because he was just completely obnoxious, power thirsty. It was great. Um and then, um, obviously, uh, um, Jolo Trulio, just fucking hilarious in this movie. But it's Jane Lynch. Let's it, it's debates over. Um, my three, uh, I guess, contenders uh, was first was Bobby Thompson who played Ronnie. I fucking love mm. that kid. Yeah, <clears throat> he was. I think he was on par with Jane Lynch. He stole a lot of the stuff that he was into. I mean, I know some of his, to me, some of his shtick got a little old. But, like, I think, uh, like, the stuff early on with, like, the Sturdy Wings, like, when they're in the Sturdy Wings uh, campus, and then, like, they take him to the, was that, that knockoff Chuck E. Cheese place, and he gets on the table and starts <laughs> dancing. I fucking love that. And, like, I've I've said earlier, like, He's the kid that I, I want someone else's child to be like, but not mine. Um, well, I do, I do have a son on the way, so... You all right, know. well, I tell you what, man. I'm going to teach that kid to swear very early. Just oh, don't worry. There. I got that locked down, but all know, right, well, we'll have Uncle Russ come over and help. All right. I just, you know, buy him the fuck book. We're just teaching him different ways to say fuck when he's two. <laughs> I don't think that book's been written yet, but I think I should write it. Um, hey, there you go. Uh, second contenders, Jane Lynch. You guys have pretty much uh, did all the talking for her. But uh, my winner is uh, Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott. Like, I think that these two have incredible chemistry together. And I don't understand why they haven't teamed up on anything else. And like That's you're, a good point. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> like you said, though, like, I, I think Sean William Scott kind of got stuck with that stifler role and like it basically mm-hmm. cast him into that is that and everything and it's unfortunate because he's actually really funny like i love goon if you've ever seen that movie mm-hmm. and he's like completely different than stifler and then uh like paul rudd's just paul rudd it's a little bit of a twist on him but i think these two work very well together like i think they're probably one of the best comedic teams actually i would say that those two were on par with uh farrell and riley in the stuff that they did i mean they're really good i that would be the uh, the two that win it for me. Yeah, that when you yeah you comparing them to like uh, Step Brothers, that really <sighs> I actually think they worked better together. Like they were more of a cohesive comedic duo than like they weren't fighting off of each other. They were just mm-hmm. they played off each other really well. Yeah, and, I think they yeah, did their it, strengths. I, I think with uh, Riley and Farrell, like they basically with everything that they did, I think they tried to. Okay, well, Will Ferrell's going to do this, so now John C. Riley's going to do. Mm-hmm. Try to be, I'm going to be even dumber than Will Ferrell, but like, mm-hmm. you know, Stifler, Stifler, fuck. See, there I go. I'm even calling him that. <laughs> but uh, Sean William well, Scott, listen, was, he was so excellent as as Stifler. Well, yeah, but like, he's even kind of different than that. He's kind of like, he's still like the fucking like the horny guy he plays in a lot of stuff, but he's like not the asshole. It's like he let Paul Rudd do that. He tries to be like kind of the more like he wants to be his friend. He's trying to yeah. find the best in Ronnie. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, his arc is really good too. He goes from like not giving a shit about anybody, but partying and himself to like, he even volunteer. He wants to see Ronnie after he goes to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had to be the voice of reason to Paul Rudd for in parts of it. And that's when I was like, Oh, okay. So he's not like just this, uh, like complete fuck up. Like he's, he, you know, even though his aspirations aren't like sky high, he still has aspirations and, you know, he doesn't want to get like totally fucked by this situation. So he's, but, you know. by the way, I have to mention this. Uh, I would really like to work at a place uh, like the Minotaur drink. Uh, I forget what was it was. Uh, <laughs> Minotaur. Something Feed gr- the beast. Yeah. Something green. It was the name of the drink. But at that party for when uh, he's been there for 10 years, he's just fucking pouring alcohol all over that chick. And she's like grinding up on him and shit. Like <laughs> what the fuck is this place? It's amazing. Wait a minute. Didn't you do something like that in like 2009? Shh. <laughs> Except it was uh mellow yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go classy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, is there uh, anything you guys want to add before we wrap this up? Uh, no. Oh, thanks, Lucas. <laughs> really in-depth <laughs> stuff. You already me off of here. Really in-depth stuff there, dude. <laughs> Let me look at my notes real quick. Uh, no, I think I pretty much hit everything. Oh, except in that opening, not opening scene, but the uh, anniversary party for Paul Rudd towards the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jorma from Lonely Island was the... Uh, one was had a couple of lines and he did karaoke, which I thought was funny. I was like, you know that guy. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, that's I was him. Why I recognized him? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know who it was either. Yep, he's one of the Lonely Island guys. Oh, okay. God damn, Luke, you brought you brought the fucking you brought the heat on this episode. I just watch a lot of TV <laughs> and movies and stuff. Well, you know that's that's kind of the cool thing about like. I I guess the one cool thing about the pandemic right now is like I have been able to like to revisit stuff that I really like and I'm actually getting to check out stuff that I haven't seen before. Yeah, same here. I just I'm watching Banshee for the first time. This show's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, was, I I haven't seen it. Like I I'm really bad about TV shows. Like I still have not watched The Mandalorian. Oh my. Yeah, I'm a real piece of shit. Yeah, but... <laughs> Boo. <laughs> But I've made the I've made the effort. I've watched WandaVision. We actually just finished that off tonight. I was like, I get this knocked out. I can't avoid the internet anymore today. So, well, hey, since this, well, I guess it'd be too late. I was gonna say if we were releasing this like tomorrow. I'd say just fucking give it all away now. Just no, let's let's <laughs> we let's not a bomb anybody. <laughs> I want to build a buzz for the. I want to build a buzz for this show. So like, hey, that's the show that spoiled WandaVision for us. <laughs> Those dickheads just went on a tangent and spoiled WandaVision. <laughs> Somebody's listening to this, like, what the fuck does this have to do with role models? I'm not listening to these guys anymore. <laughs> Some people are like, what is WandaVision? Yeah, that could also be like, what the fuck's WandaVision? True. Well, then we're introducing a new audience, so. We'll just well, wait for those Marvel residuals to come rolling in. Well, we would have until <laughs> we spoiled the whole movie for everybody or the whole show. <laughs> well, that's why we just we're keeping our lips tight. Yep. Watch WandaVision. Watch Role Models, guys. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if this movie's streaming anywhere right now. Like, I own it, so I was able to watch it that way. I know it used to be on Netflix for the longest time. So uh, Yeah, and we own the uh, unrated version. I also watched the unrated version. I I was hoping that wouldn't be a problem. (laughs) No, just more cool stuff. I mean, yeah, I was like, oh man, I don't remember. Were these boobs in the R rated? I don't know. I do (laughs) remember those because I think did (laughs) you you remember that pair of tits? Huh? That exactly. It was so unnecessary, (laughs) but (laughs) you know, I was like, well, all right. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to complain about it. No, I mean, I guess it was. I guess it worked with Ronnie's character. I mean, you know, after the yeah. whole talk about seeing boobs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I might have to have that talk with my son one day. I actually, I'll probably just, just quote that entire line, that whole scene. Yeah, show him the mount, the mountains, <laughs> and <laughs> we're outnumbered, son. <laughs> well, Luke, it was great having you on again. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I hope it was. 
as good as the Back to the Future episode, which I also had a lot of fun doing. Well, good. Um, maybe we'll get enough listens so you can uh, overtake the wife as uh, the Couch Potato Podcast's most popular guest. What episode was that? Uh, she was on From Dusk Till Dawn. Okay. And yeah, I was, you... yeah, I was just gonna try to figure out how to do negative listens. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. But <laughs> no. delete, delete, delete. Do I just have to like? Is it like Ferris Bueller? Can I just put it in reverse and like just minus fifteen seconds a bunch of times and take listens away? <laughs> yeah, well, see the thing of it is, though, there's these two skeezy guys that work in a car garage that like they're gonna boost the the listen. So <sighs> I gave him a five spot. That Weasley guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't understand why From Dusk Till Dawn was more popular than Back to the Future. It might be the fact that uh, we refer to Biff Tannen as a rapist or Doc Brown as a bad pet owner. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of taking the shine off of it a bit. But I mean, I don't see anything wrong with those takes. <laughs> no, neither do I. But it's the I internet. I stand by those. <laughs> but it's the internet. Uh, if you want to hear what we're talking about, please go check us out uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're pretty much everywhere so um yeah you, you would actually have to be avoiding us to not listen to us <laughs> right at this point right uh well uh jen will be able to take over the she might be able to get the crown back though if you surpass her because the next episode we're doing is uh silence of the lambs with her Ooh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know if i was supposed to talk during that part sorry i, I know, you're know. just looking at me with, like a little bit of like uh should I be pissed? <laughs> <laughs> you gave me role models and you're doing fucking Silence of the Lambs? No, God damn it, Silence I... of the Lambs takes a lot of work. I think, I think Jen's a better fit for that one, for sure. <laughs> Actually, I think she's going to do with the Hannibal Lecter mask. Oh, well, yeah. Listen to that one, then. Uh, Lucas, since we are doing this, uh, we've figured out the video thing. Please don't pull a Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking quit. Like, I'm done. I'm selling this shit for half off. <laughs> Where's Zach Sasson at? Oh, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up. But uh, like I said, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, and like I said, next episode is going to be Silence of Lambs. So that should be pretty entertaining, I think. Um, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes if you like us. If you think we suck, still leave us a review. I mean, just be honest. Lucas sucks. He doesn't do any research. He's just there as an extra voice. Well, maybe <laughs> they'll write on there, like, just kick him off. He's got a whiteboard and doesn't do jack shit with it. That's, that's five. Keep count here. On the fucking whiteboard. Look, I, I'm, I'm tallying that shit right now. There's okay, five. well, at least you're doing something with it. All <laughs> right. But uh, until next time, guys, uh, stay safe out there, and we'll talk at you later. Bye, everybody. Bye, <laughs> everybody.